My name is Alexander. A few months ago, before submitting this, I had moved into a new neighborhood. Though I'm all settled in now, me and my family were close to being finished unpacking when this occurred. I go to an online school, and I'd finished decently early in the day, so I have plenty of spare time. The neighborhood I moved into has a neighborhood watch system. Basically, we all look out for each other like a big family. It's also relatively safe here, so it was a huge surprise when I woke up in the middle of the night from a loud bang coming from outside. I live on the second story of our house, a window next to my desk facing the front of the house. I sat up and I'd opened the curtains of the window and I took a peek outside. You see, there's an abandoned one floor house to the left of ours which was condemned due to a type of black mold living in the walls. No one's lived there for five years or so. I was fairly surprised then when I saw a large green van in the house's driveway seemingly trying to hide behind my own car. I pulled out my phone and I zoomed into the window of the car for a better look to see if there was anyone inside and I saw it was empty. I looked down below my window as I had heard a bit of rustling and I saw a man crouching in the bushes looking into my son's room right below mine. I was spotted by the man who then quickly ran over to his van, hopped into the driver's door and pulled away. I decided to call the police, but they said they couldn't do anything, as they haven't actually done anything except being around my lawn. So the next night, basically the same exact thing happened, except this time, someone else was with the man. They ran over to the van like before, except this time, the second one ran over to the abandoned house, lifted up the garage door, and ran inside, and the man who ran into the van pulled out. I called the cops once more, and they went over to search the house, but found nothing. So just the other day, four to five months after this occurred, I saw the same man from before, long shabby hair and a shaved beard, and he was staring out of the window watching me while I took out the garbage can to the curb by the road. Again, I called the cops one final time, and they searched the house again. This time actually finding the man taking him out of the house and then identifying him as the previous owner of the house. The man had actually admitted to attempting to rob us, take the things which he would have stolen and continued living in the house next door. Yeah, pretty damn crazy. I'm a 17 year old female and the situation happened to me yesterday afternoon. My boyfriend was feeling a little sick and I wanted to run to the store to get him some stuff to make him feel better. I chose to go to a store a little ways away from my house. Big mistake. I get to the store, and before I get out of my car, I feel a bit uneasy. I look around while sitting in my car, not seeing anything, and feeling like I was just being paranoid. I decided to get out of the car and then make my way into the store. As soon as I walk out of my car, I see a man, maybe in his early 30s, wearing yellow rain boots, walking faster towards my direction. Not thinking anything of it, because maybe he was in a rush to get into the store, I go along with my shopping and forget about the man. While walking through one of the aisles, I see the same man that I saw in the parking lot staring at me with his deep dark eyes. 
At first, I thought he saw someone he knew behind me, and I just shrugged it off. Continuing to the aisles, I continue to see the same man with nothing in his hands. He's just watching me grab everything I needed and following me to every section of the store. As soon as I decided to look his way, he would quickly shift his body to make it look like he was looking at something, but he just kept his dark, deep, scary eyes on me. I was getting nervous about how this man was acting, and I had gone up to the front, and I had told an employee about the strange man. They looked at me in a strange way like they didn't believe me, and they just shrugged it off. I was starting to get more and more paranoid, so I decided to go to a checkout lane. At this time, I kept looking over my shoulder to see if the man was still following me or staring at me. He disappeared, and this was the biggest sense of relief I've ever experienced. I then felt that everything was finally back to normal. I get out into the parking lot heading to the car, and I immediately sensed that someone was looking at me. I look around, and there's the same man who was in the store with me just minutes before, but this time he was closer. I ran to my car as fast as I could and threw everything in the passenger seat. I immediately locked my door, and I just barely missed him. He started smacking his hands on my window and smiling. I started the car as fast as I could, and then I dipped the hell out of that parking lot. I began to see a truck following from behind, and I was way too nervous to go home, and my intuition told me to try and lose him. I ended up rushing back home, taking the longest way possible. I thought that I lost him because he was no longer in sight, but boy was I wrong. As soon as I got inside the house, I had then heard a rev of a truck. I looked out the peephole, and sure enough, it was the same truck that I saw earlier. This guy had actually followed me home. I told my boyfriend to go do something about it, but by the time my poor sick boyfriend got outside, the truck was gone. That was probably the most scariest day of my life. I don't know what that man's intentions were, but he never did come back after that. Thank God. Stay safe out there, and don't go straight home if you feel like you're being followed like I did. It had all started when we had to move houses due to a house fire. Me and my fiance were looking for a place to live, and we'd came across a lady named Tracy. At the time, she seemed very nice. And wasn't until two months later that she would turn up on our doorstep asking if she can sleep over and crash out on our sofa. When we refused, she got really angry, and she then got in her car and drove off drunk. One week later, she came back with her husband, and she wanted us out of her flat that she was renting out to us because we were a gay couple, and due to her religion, she couldn't let that happen. When I answered the door, she had pulled out a screwdriver and then stabbed me. She stabbed me in my leg, just barely missing an artery, which could have killed me. When I called the police, they then came and took her away, but her husband just got a warning. The day after that happened, her friend Christine came over asking for money from us for compensation for getting her best friend arrested. After one month, she came back drunk out to the flat with a needle and syringe filled with a clear liquid. She said that she wanted to give us a moving-in gift that would make us sleep. When I asked her what was in it, 
She said that her friend Christine gave her heroin, enough that would take us off the earth. I called the police, and they arrived and found her, but they couldn't find the needle. We eventually found out that she had thrown the needle in the drain, and she was once again arrested. Well, a few nights later, after she got released from jail, she came back once again with two guys. She kicked in our door with the guys who had weapons on them. Luckily, we had managed to climb out of the window, but God only knows what would have happened to us if we didn't get out of there. We ended up moving the hell away from that area shortly after, as it was a really bad area full of drug dealers. Hey everyone, apologies for the interruption from the stories, but I need to take a quick moment to thank today's sponsor HelloFresh for sponsoring today's episode. Are you looking for an easy way to eat well and save money? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how fast and easy and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant quality meal right in your own kitchen. No matter your lifestyle or meal preferences, HelloFresh has recipes sure to please everyone at your table. I like HelloFresh personally because it makes everything easy. They provide you with fresh and quality ingredients, as well as amazing recipes that are super easy to follow. Go to HelloFresh.com Cannibal65 and use code Cannibal65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com Cannibal65 and use code CANNIBAL65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. The story takes place in October of last year. I was in my room around 8.30pm when everything began to occur. I had just walked back into my room after speaking with my brother who was in the upstairs living room right next to my room. I had heard a revving noise coming from right outside. I had my blinds cracked so I could see out, but it would be hard to see in. There was a dark truck that was backing up to my brother's GMC Envoy parked at the curb just outside of our house. It took my brain all of three seconds to put together what was about to happen. A man had smashed in my brother's window and was trying to get inside. I lifted up my blinds very fast and then screamed. Hey, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Get the fuck away from our car! The man saw me, and he panicked, but he then pointed up at me, then yelling back, Shut the fuck up, you little bitch! Now, I'm a stubborn and big-mouthed girl that sometimes really doesn't know when to shut up. So, before I hopped in the truck, I then yelled out, No, fuck you, asshole! And I then yelled at my brother, Yo, Sean! There's some assholes breaking into your car. My pinball and I go barreling out of my room. The guy had gotten into the truck and was taking off down the street. We then ran inside and told our parents what was going on, but immediately ran back out to the front yard. I had noticed across the street that another car had been tampered with, but left alone. My neighbors had come outside, and I had to explain everything that happened. We all went silent when we heard the loud motor of the engine pass by down the end of our street. Now, two things happened at this point. My stepdad had gotten on the phone with the local police department, letting them know of the situation. 
The other, well, my mom in nothing but a nightshirt, had gone into her car and she had spent down the street where we had showed her. After speaking with the police, we had waited in the yard when we all heard the loud engine again and it was moving fast. I ran to the corner, barefoot and in my pajamas, to see the truck hauling ass out of the neighborhood. I started to run, but by this time it had started to pour. Not too far behind me, my mom's car came flying down the street in pursuit of the truck. By the time I had reached the end of the neighborhood, my mom was chasing him through the red light and was then following them onto the freeway. My neighbor's friend had gotten into his truck to go help my mom and I pointed out where to go. My mom had followed them onto the freeway, but had soon lost them. She said that when she went looking for them, she had spotted the truck parked, but still on, next to a white work van. When she got closer, they both sped off and my mom chased the truck. She said she tried to read the license plate, but due to the rain and the fact that she didn't have her reading glasses, she couldn't make it out. We both told our stories to the police and we found out that they had actually broken into a car further down the street before they took off to ours. My brother had apparently left his backpack in his car and that's what the creeps had saw. I couldn't make out the driver but the man who had cursed up at me was a man with a white hat, and that's all I could get. The reason I bring this up now is that in January, the truck flew by our house, causing my mom and me to stay on high alert all night. But just last month, I was home alone while my parents were in Italy, and I heard them again. It was almost midnight, but I had sat up in bed looking out my window to then see the truck creep by my house before they sped off down the street. They were in a lifted dark Ford with four doors and it had a custom engine. The truck was also older, so it was a little easier to identify. Every time I think back to that night, I always think, why were those idiots breaking into cars so early in the evening? And what would have happened if one of the men had a gun when I decided to open my big mouth? Be safe out there, everyone. There really are some crazy idiots out, and it really is terrifying. Does anyone remember that big power outage back in the summer of 2003 that affected most of the southeast Canada and the northeastern United States? Maybe not, but I'll tell you about it. I was 16 at the time, and I was about to enter my junior year of high school. I was still living in my parents' house in Michigan, and both of them were away at work. I forget what my brother was doing, but he wasn't at the house either. I was home alone during the afternoon. My parents had told me that someone was coming by to take a look at our air conditioner that afternoon and to let him in. A couple of hours before the technician was scheduled to arrive, the power went out. Now, I didn't realize that it was a nationwide outage at first, and I thought it was just a small blackout. I was in my room reading a magazine when I then heard a knock at the door. I looked out my window, and I saw a red van in the driveway. I figured it was the air conditioner guy, and I walked to the front door to let him in. I opened the door, and I saw two men standing at the entrance of my house. Right away, it seemed odd. I thought only one guy was coming, not two. 
Also, they weren't dressed in any uniforms of any kind. They were just wearing t-shirts and jeans. They also had no tools, no instruments, clipboards, or anything you would think a pair of technicians would have. They were just standing there. I greeted them with a quick hello, and one replied back. Hi, are your parents home? Nah, they're not, I replied. Oh, well, we're here from the electrical company. We're investigating the recent power outage, and our reports indicate the connection to your home may be faulty. We need to come inside and take a look at your fuse box. Wait, you're not here to look at the air conditioner? I asked them curiously. Well, we can take a look at that while we're here if you'd like. And he began to enter. Okay, but someone's coming by to look at the air conditioner today as well. He's supposed to get here soon. I tell him. Right away, they both got nervous looks on their faces. The guy walking inside stopped dead in his tracks. He turned to the guy outside, and they exchanged glances. The guy outside just shook his head, and he made the finger across his throat gesture. Then he looked at me and said hesitantly, Okay, well, uh, we don't want to interrupt his work. We'll come back another time. We have other houses to look at. And they turned around, and they started making their way back towards their van. As they were walking away, I had noticed what looked like a flip knife clipped to one of their belts. They got back to their van, and they drove away, tires squealing down the street. They were going a lot faster than they should have been in a residential area. I just stood there completely confused. It was such a strange encounter. Still... I was really relieved that they were gone, but seeing that knife really unsettled me. About 20 minutes later, I saw another van pull up. This time, however, I could actually see the logo of the heating and cooling company on the side of the van, and a man walked out in full uniform. He knocked on the door, and I answered. He then explained that because of the huge multi-state power outage, he couldn't diagnose the air conditioner problem properly. And since he was already on his way, he figured he would just come by and let us know since he couldn't get through on the phone. Wait, this is all over the country? I thought this was just in the area. A couple of guys from the electrical company came by just before you got here and they wanted to look at the fuse box. I told him. A surprised expression came over his face. He explained that he had worked for an electrical company for 10 years prior to his current job and he said that he never went to individual houses to look at fuse boxes during power outages, and there would be no reason to ever do so. I told him the details of my brief encounter with them, and my heart sank in fear as he informed me in a very concerned and dead serious voice that he was absolutely certain those men were not from the electrical company. He told me I should tell my parents about it and have them tell the police. I just stood there speechless for a moment, the gravity of what had occurred and what could have happened finally hitting me like a sledgehammer. He explained that he couldn't stay and he had to get back to the office. I couldn't thank him enough for coming and explaining that to me. I then told my dad everything that happened when he got home. He stormed out of my house in a furious rage and he went to my neighbor's house since they had a generator working and they used their phone to call the police. When he got back, he told me that while he was there, he had talked to the neighbors about it, 
and they had told him that the people living across the street had seen that van pull up to some other houses as well. The guys knocked on the door, and when nobody answered, they moved on to our house. It wasn't until the next day that the police had arrived to take a statement. As everything was in disarray with the power outage, and they were way too busy handling other emergencies. I told the officers what had happened, but without a license plate number, there really wasn't much for them to go on. They left, and I just spent the next few weeks in total fear, dreading that those guys would come back. Thankfully, though, they never did. As far as I know, nothing ever came of the police report, and those guys were never caught. Looking back at it, though, it was very stupid of me for to just take those imposters at their word that they were really from the electrical company. I would have been alone with two armed and dangerous criminals during a massive power outage with no way to call the police. I realize now just how naive I was and that I should have been much more vigilant and never admitted to those guys that I was home alone or let them inside. I have no idea what they were planning and I don't think I want to know. What scares me the most is they didn't break into an unoccupied house. They wanted someone to answer the door and let them in. They weren't deterred by my presence, and they only left when they found out that the air conditioning guy was on his way. That tells me then they weren't likely there to just simply rob my house. They were probably going to do something to me as well. So here's my advice to everyone out there. Never ever allow people into your home without verifying who they really are first, even if you're expecting someone. You just never really know who you're dealing with otherwise. I hope everyone stays safe.